hello, 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 and welcome to Kylie's Thoughts. The name of this podcast says it all. This podcast is simply a rambling of my thoughts, experiences, and a little bit about life. I'm going to talk about love, hurt, pain, happiness, fitness, health, wellness, your sex life, you name it. I'm probably going to talk about it. Uh, There is no set script. I do have an agenda of some topics that I'd like to hit on. But ultimately, something that I've learned in the last couple years is that hurt people help people heal. So on the personal side, this podcast is kind of like my therapy. And then on the fitness and nutrition side, it couples in with what I do as a personal trainer, and it's going to allow me to provide some education and value to others. Really, it's just me talking to my phone and having some fun with it. So if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you don't, uh, don't listen. Okay, thanks. Let's get into today's podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. This is episode 15, which is crazy. I feel like it was expected of me and I expected myself to record more than one podcast on quarantine. Uh, But you know, here's the good news. California re-shut down. So it's like we're going back into quarantine, right? Uh, For those who don't know, and if you don't know, how don't you know? I am T-minus less than 24 hours from moving to Dallas, Texas. Talk about waiting until last minute to do a podcast with my mom, but we're getting it in. So that is what today's podcast is going to be. This lovely guest appearance. I call her my my mama bear and my momager. It's like a mom and a manager. My mama Amber. Hi! Uh, we don't have a set agenda for this conversation, but we had a couple ideas. I put a sticker up on Instagram that asked what questions or comments you guys were interested in kind of like, I don't know, getting to know things about her and I, and I only got two that I remember. Um, so we'll go through those. And then I thought it would be kind of fun if her and I both tried to answer questions for one another, just basic, like what's your favorite color, what's your favorite food type things to see how well we know one another. So we have those written down too. So If these topics spark conversation on other things, great. And if not, great. But we're going to just get into it. So Bella, she was a client in California, and she is now in Texas with her growing family. And then I think Virginia is their next area that they're going. But she asked, how did you and my father meet? (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Well, do you want the PG version of this. Is anything about my life that I share PG? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's see. It was 1994. God, you're old. Which, (laughs) for some of you, um, you weren't even born then. Um, Fresh out of high school, living in my own place. uh, At that... At that time, um, I was very much um, into drugs and alcohol and doing my own thing. Um, Pretty sure I had just come off a a week-long bender, um, and I was sleeping it off on my couch when I woke up, and some strange man is sitting at my kitchen table, and he had actually gotten there by a mutual friend of ours. I didn't know that this friend of ours knew this other guy. Anyway, uh, when I woke up, I 
first words I said to him was, who the fuck are you? And then I noticed he had a street bike. And basically, it was all downhill from there. I was like, take me for a ride. And um, and then I was concerned. No. <laughs> hey, took me for a ride around the lake. We got halfway around the lake, started making out. And um, yeah. I really wasn't conceived that night. And then it was, longer. no, no. Then it was, uh, you know, two years later, then Kylie was born. And now we're in 2020. We just celebrated, what, 24 years together, I guess that would be. 25? 25. 25, 25 yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, how we Quarter met. Quarter of a decade. So basically, you know. Yikes. Moral of the story, don't do drugs, boys and girls. <laughs> or ride on random people's street bikes. <laughs> um, so the other question that I remember, and before I forget, because I had to think really hard, it was from another follower, Joe. He asked, how do you put up with me? Oh, how do I put up with Kylie? <laughs> well, she is kind of a mini-me, so True. Um, I guess the question would be, how do I put up with myself? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've been going into her work, uh, to kind of use as an office. Cause luckily they have an open office and they have Wi-Fi there, which if you don't know, I live out in the boonies on the wrong side of the highway and we're in the sticks y'all. We ain't got no Wi-Fi. I don't get to watch <laughs> Netflix out here. And so it makes running my online coaching business very difficult, but thankfully they have this open office Well, I'm in there, I don't know, three to four days a week for a few hours and her boss always comes in and gives us a hard time. It's like, wow, your daughter's just like you. And we're like, yep, I, we I, are. I, I say, I pat myself on the back and say I've trained her well. <laughs> no. Um, to be honest, uh, I don't sugarcoat anything. So if she's being a bitch, I tell her she's being a bitch. Um if she's cranky, I tell her she's being cranky. No, she tells me I need to eat something. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised, to be very honest, um, I was more than excited. Uh, Ooh, Cry Tally 3! <laughs> she was excited to have me come home for quarantine. But we also thought it was going to be two weeks, and we also thought we were going to kill each other in the first two days, and that really, hasn't happened. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> thought the first week I was going to be going, all right, get the hell out of my house. And it's been about four months, almost to the day. So I think I left on like the 18th of March, and it's the 13th of July right now recording this podcast. So, I mean, we've made it a pretty solid four months, and this is by far the longest I have been home since I left um, for college. My first, yeah, since I left for college, which was fall of 2014 when I graduated high school. And so I came back for, you know, weekends here and there and like a Christmas trip that was maybe like seven days, but that's the longest I've been home. And in those last five years, if you guys missed the last podcast, um, you can go back and listen a little bit of my mom's story. She's been sober for five years, which cheers to her. Uh, but coming back and getting to experience a relationship with her, Sober has been light years different than what I remembered as a kid. And I also have a lot of real life experience, love and loss and 
heartbreak and trying to build a business and failing at building a business and having $20 in my bank account to borrowing money from my parents to make it back to California to um, getting on my feet and signing my first lease with my name on it to leaving California because of fucking the Rona. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of life, I think, that I've lived and experience that I've had. And now we're able to just have so much more in-depth, I think, adult conversations um, because I think we can respect one another more and we just have that um, that closeness on those terms. Do you agree? I agree. Um, I'm going to miss her cooking for me. Because I'm a Although, dang good cook. <clears throat> you won't miss the mess. We get it, we get it, we get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she is a great, a great cook. But um, if you ever have her cook for you, don't make a deal that you cook all clean up. Because that is a mistake waiting to happen. <laughs> she uses every dish in the kitchen, every utensil, and then some. I specifically remember as a kid... I watch the Food Network religiously. We have arguments over how often it's on. <laughs> and I specifically remember watching Rachel Ray, and she had a um, big bowl that she would get out as her garbage bowl. And I did it as a kid once to throw scraps away as I went. Mom was like, there's a garbage can for that. You don't need to dirty an extra bowl. I'm like, well, this is what Rachel Ray does. And I just remember her being so, so frustrated with me when I was a kid. Unbelievably frustrated. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not <laughs> a big a dishes fan, so. <laughs> well, her dishwasher is also broken. And it's not, it's not just the dishes. I mean, she, she can, you know, boil over water and make a mess. Okay, I mean, you didn't tell me not to stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, how I deal with Kylie, well, I don't know, it's pretty easy. Because I'm great. Um, when she's out of line, I spank her and, you know, everything gets back to normal. You think she's kidding people. She, she's not. <laughs> she's not kidding. <laughs> um, one thing that I was also asked recently was just to kind of explain how we got to have such an open relationship with one another. And I think I can hit on it first is that my parents raised me to always have the ability to ask questions. And they made it very clear that no topic was off limits. There was nothing that was taboo. There was nothing that I should feel nervous or uncomfortable asking. If it was something that they didn't know the answer to, they would find it or do their best to explain the scenario. And I think the openness just started from such a young age that I haven't known anything other than being open with my parents and sharing things with them. And I'm an only child. So I was spoiled freaking rotten, but all of their attention was on me. So things that I did, whether it be school or academics or the friends I had or the boyfriends or this and that, they didn't have other kids to give focus to. So of course they knew everything that was going on with my life and they they wanted to. And we're in a small town as well. So I think more than like, yeah, my parents did a really good job at it, keeping that relationship as I grew up. But I just think because it was introduced as I was young to be able to have such good conversations that being open and communicative with my family was just always important to me. It was just, 
it's what I saw as normal. And it wasn't until I got into my teenage years and definitely as an adult that I started to recognize other families are not as open as we are. They do not talk about the things we talk about at the dinner table. They don't share stories about their past. I can tell you 90% of my kids' friends, like children friends growing up, don't know half the shit their parents experienced as teenagers. And I don't think that that's a good thing. I don't know that that helps them understand, you know, the experiences that were had before them, where I can say that I know a lot of things my parents have done, good and bad, a lot of their poor choices, a lot of their good choices. Um, And it allowed me, I think, to have a really good perspective on how I wanted to do things. And I still made plenty of mistakes, but I don't think I made too many of the same stupid mistakes you guys made. I drugs no, I definitely no. never had a you know that was never my thing and and I mean to go back to you know I mean I was I was a, a very much an alcoholic um I will I, I'm, I'm not making excuses but I was a very high functioning alcoholic as oh, well absolutely um I held down a job I made sure Kylie was always on top of her homework um when it came straight A's, baby. When it came time for Kylie, I don't think there was ever a week that went by that we didn't sit here on maybe every Friday night as a teenager and sat here and talked for hours and hours and hours about everything. It didn't. It, Nothing. You, was we off could limits. have started a topic on how was your day, and it ended up <clears throat> in a four-hour conversation about everything under the sun. Yeah. So it, I I know that it was rough. It was rough for it was rough for most all of my friends and family um as being an alcoholic. But I also uh I wouldn't say I missed out on things though. Right. I I was I, I was, was a very I was a very um high functioning alcoholic. Um there were there were the low times um and I think that more just came with our communication. The What I remember was that your drinking just led to so many arguments with you and I because we're so fucking similar. Right. And so we then couldn't deal with one another and we didn't have the ability to communicate where, like I said, I mean, I didn't miss out on anything. My parents were at every single school function, whether it be academic or sports. They traveled to my away meets for track and field. Um you know, they helped me get my first job. All things that I could have been provided as a kid was there. And the openness in the family, I think, allowed me to, when I left such a small town, be able to have a more open mind to experiencing different areas and different cultures and knowing that there was more to the world and that getting out and seeing different things didn't have to be a negative, that it got to be an opportunity because I had real life, I guess, like not education, but I wasn't scared to be in a situation that I had an experience. Cause I felt like if I had questions, I could just call my mom and dad and be like, well, what do I do? <laughs> they're like, Oh, it's easy. You know, X, Y, and Z. But, um, no, I love yeah, our and, openness. And, yeah. And, and <clears throat> I don't know it. I wasn't raised really that way. I mean, I'm from a broken family. Um, I spent a lot of time back and forth between, my grandparents, um, my mom, my dad, um, and there was really, I mean, 
I don't remember as a kid or a teenager ever having close to any of the conversations with any of my parents or grandparents um, like we have done with Kylie. Um, you know, it's always been an open door policy in my house. And to put um, it into perspective, I mean, our topics ranged from drugs, alcohol, sex, gay, marriage. Um, I came out, yeah, abortion. I came out as a lesbian when I was a sophomore in high school. My parents didn't kick me out. We had open conversations. They were confused when we talked about it. Um, financial struggles, um, cheating. Yeah. Really any and everything that you could experience in quote, quote, the real world, quote, quote, adult life. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh my God, I can't talk about that. Or that would never happen. Nothing felt taboo. And that's how I would hope to raise my children as well. Um, that's, I look for that in a partner is mm-hmm. someone who has the ability to discuss topics that maybe even they're uncomfortable, but discuss them open and honestly, because I think not having information leaves you powerless. And I don't ever want to be myself or raise children to be powerless. Yeah. Education is so fucking important across the board. That's not just from a scholastic perspective but education and experience are the two most valuable things being able to gather that information for you to use but yeah um so have you peeked at this list i have not peeked at it all right well i don't really i kind of wrote in shorthand so i might need to be the one reading these oh so here was my idea i got on google and i wrote down a list of 16 questions so we can either write our answers like, one for me, one for you, or we can just kind of, like, go no, back and forth. No, we'll just go back and forth. Okay, so in no particular order, um, what do you think I spend the most money on? <laughs> Does it have to be absolutely specific to an item I mean, or a generalized? I think generalized is fine. Okay, well, I'm going to go with um, athletic gear um clothing uh lululemon uh lemon uh whatever yes um probably correct leggings would probably be what she spends most of her money on she's not wrong (laughs) ding 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 winner all right well if this was five years ago i would tell you beer okay uh but now uh, what you spend the most money on i'm gonna say your nails because you get them done regularly. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can think of that could, like, add up. Do you think there's anything else that maybe? Um, actually, to be honest, food. Um, well, I felt like that was a category that doesn't count, though. Because if we're being real, I definitely spend yeah. the majority but of I, 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 on, I, I mean. That's, like, your luxury or, now. Or, I mean, you could have said clothes, too. I, I'm kind of an Amazon junkie, so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, okay. Nails. Um, what trend from your childhood, hair, clothes, whatever? Um, or I guess from my childhood, because I'll ask you first. Do you think I would want to come back? <laughs> well, let's see. What period of time was it? Pre or post gay period? Uh, you choose. <laughs> Okay. What trend do I want to come back? Huh. Boy, that's a hard one. Um, 
Jeez. This is one that I'm going to have to really guess for you. What trend would I want from your childhood? No, no, no. What trend do you think I want to That come you back? want. Yeah. yeah, from your childhood to come back. I'd probably say, like, the poofy hair. Because, like, I'm still down to tease my hair a little bit and give a little bit of, like, an emo-y poof. That was not from your, a trend from your yeah. childhood. Go look at my You did not grow up in the 1990s like I did. No, but go like look I at did. my junior year picture honey, of me wanting honey, to black hair and, <laughs> oh, it was a thing. You had nothing. Whatever. So I, I, would, I, I would say the trend she would want to bring back, we're going to go to her gay years. I, just, I don't um, want to bring Basketball back. shorts. No, I don't want to bring that back. basketball shorts. Absolutely not. I want to burn them. I knew you were going to say that. I don't want those back. Okay. Hell no. Yeah, I don't. I can't, Moving on. I can't answer that question. My mother wants freaking bell-bottom pants and high-heeled damn flip-flops. <laughs> come back and they coming back gosh they're hideous well i do i'm feeling really um self-conscious now about, my, about no my, one high, them. my high heel flip-flops posted an instagram That's story very sad trash it or keep it and let's just say it didn't go in her favor yeah well not everybody not everybody can be as fashionable as me all right moving on my favorite color your favorite color is teal and yours is purple correct Ideal place that I want to live. <laughs> I mean, that's a loaded question. I mean, um, I'm like you know, I'm like here's little bear, not here's, too hot, not too cold. <laughs> I like my porridge just right. Here's the thing: she's moving to Dallas, Texas. Am I excited for her? Absolutely. Am I nervous because you're kind of right there in that tornado alley? I keep saying if you're going to stay in Texas, you need to move southwest of that um, because it makes me nervous. Um, however, um, I think she'll like Texas. Um, I kind of... I kind of would love her to love Maui so that we could move there together. But well, and that goes to my answer for you. Yes, Maui is where you. And that's me. just it. There's your not too hot, not too cold, too just perfect. Yeah. What makes me angry? What doesn't make you angry? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Ding, 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 ding. When I chew gum. <laughs> she chews gum like a horse <laughs> chewing hay. It is the most terrible thing. I almost want to tell her to go get a piece of gum and just start chewing it. It is absolutely horrendous. I could stop my car and throw her out of it. I she hate is, it. She is seriously over overreacting. I'm completely. Not. I've never had not one person <laughs> ever say anything to me. Okay, well, I've never had a person tell me I chew too loudly. But as a child eating dinner, <laughs> you told me I chew too loudly. So, well, you did. Good lord. Okay. All right. What makes you angry? What makes me angry? <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to be able to do that. <laughs> Oh my god, that yeah, that drives me crazy. 
Are you typically, or am I typically early or late to events? Um, My period is always on time. Thank you very much. To events, I would say Kylie is typically early. Correct. Um, she's like me. Um, that's always been a very important lesson I thought to teach. That if you're not early, you're late. It, yeah, if you're not willing to get somewhere, whatever it is, whether it's work, whether it's a uh, job interview, or if it's to someone's, you know, wedding or graduation, if if it's not important enough to you to make sure that, you know, you're there early and ready to be present and and do what has to be done at the scheduled time that is scheduled, then what are you going for? Unless you're trying to make a 4 a.m. gym session and then 4.30 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. There's that. Um, what is my biggest fear? Um, not finding Mr. Right. Wrong. No. Not being a mom. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand. It does with not. not I do Mr. not. Right. I absolutely do not need a man to have a baby. You. Well, then get on that woman. Okay, everyone heard that. <laughs> everyone just heard that. You bet your ass. If I am in a place where I am financially well off, and I think that as a single individual, I can manage my business and a child. I promise you, I do not need a man. I mean. I'm going to need to find some sperm to put inside me. But I do not need, quote, Mr. Right to have a baby. Okay, everybody heard that. <laughs> everybody heard that. So I have been, I am, I am, what did I turn? I turned 44 this year. I don't even know your age. And I have been itching to be a grandma for four years now. And it just seems to be getting further and further and further out True. of my reach. I'm like, oh, this business sounds really fun. Let me focus <laughs> on this. What's your five-year plan, Kylie? Oh, growing my business? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so for you, I would have said not being a grandmother ever. Uh, or just dying unfulfilled. I feel like there's a lot you still want to do in the world. Yeah. And you have it. Yeah. All right, what would be my go-to karaoke song? God, these are hard. Your go-to karaoke song. Uh... <laughs> you know, to be honest, you listen to so much other <laughs> crap these days that I really can't stand that I don't even know. Honestly, I'd probably want to sing The Gambler because I used to have a whole <laughs> dance made up for it by Kenny Rogers. <laughs> You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them for those of you who can't see me. Did a little dance right there. Um, I would say that yours would be like before he cheats or something. Super like aggressive. <laughs> or or a, um, uh, what's Gretchen Wilson's song? Redneck Woman. Oh. I could see something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, what... If you could only have one meal the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh. Wait, hold on. That's supposed to be for me. We asked these backwards. Fuck it. Let's go, let's go the other way. If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Oh. I really like food, y'all. Um, just one food. One meal. One meal. <sighs> well, I guess it would have to be... I mean, I already know Kylie's, what Kylie's would be, but I guess... It's not what you think it is. Really? I guess no. mine would have to be a amazing ribeye steak. Um, choice of potato. I mean, it could be baked, <laughs> mashed, fried. And how would you like your side <laughs> salad? Ranch or Caesar? <laughs> um, you know, and... I don't know, some maybe grilled asparagus. I really like asparagus. Of course, I would have to have like Parmesan cheese and, you know, maybe a splash of lemon or whatever. Y'all, we haven't eaten in a few hours and I'm getting hungry, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so Mine would not be Oreos. That's not what I was going to say. It would be tacos. Oh, it wasn't tacos either. Really? Wow, I feel like I'm lying to myself. Oh, I think you're lying to yourself. It would be omelets. I fuck oh, with omelets hard. Yeah. And like, I couldn't eat tacos for breakfast. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could. But like, I could eat omelets every meal of the day and be real, real happy with that. Denver omelet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to have to do it because <laughs> I get bored very easily. Uh, if money was no object, what would you do all day long? If money was no object, what would I do all day long? Um, to be honest, and I've had this thought in my head forever, ever, ever, um, I am a huge animal lover. Um, horses and dogs are my my top um, animals. I mean, obviously, I love all animals, but um, I would love to have a a a rescue a and spend my day taking care of rescue animals and trying to find them homes that's sweet i like that she's always been very good with animals even the strange pussy we have on her uh, porch <laughs> that meows all the time it's not even I ours think she takes care of it i know but i think it's on its last legs and I that's think, nine lives mom i know i don't think dad's too happy about that but Aww. yeah we might have to get a kitten or something oh so. i know um if money wasn't an object i honestly think that this really depends this question i think could vary based off phase of life and so in this phase of life if money was not an object um I would go around and meet all of my in-person clients and I'd work with them in person for a couple weeks and teach them hands-on like an in-person like private private chef private meal prep connoisseur private exercise specialist and give them the tools because I think that people can work with someone in person and learn some things. They can work with someone online, and I think they can learn a lot more based off the amount of time that's able to be put in. But there's nothing like, I mean, you've experienced a little bit just with the oh, living agreed. group. agreed. There's nothing like that firsthand in your daily routine experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people that have struggled through their own journey are typically able to hold down a routine for themselves better because they had to learn it themselves. They had to learn the goods, the bads, what worked, what didn't, what it looks like, how it fits their daily life, and then taking someone and giving them all this information and helping them integrate it into their life can be really fucking hard. Yeah. It's almost like having a nanny when you work a full-time job. hmm You know, so I think that's in this phase of life. Yeah. And who doesn't want to meet 
me. Uh, I am pretty sure all my clients want to meet me if they haven't already. So <laughs> if you win, win. Um, all right. Well, this podcast is already at like 30 minutes, yeah. so we should probably so. call it. But any last minute comments, thoughts, mother, anything you would like to add? She would like to add. I'll speak for her. She takes all the credit for making my Instagram so popular <laughs> during quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm bowing. She's You're bowing. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I hope this next phase or chapter that you are about to go on is, is up to your expectations. Um, I hope that, I hope, I, I hope that you have learned, you know, lessons about, you know, roommate situations and, and if you do decide to stay and then, you know, a little bit of me really, really hopes that it just doesn't work out and she has to move home again, to be honest. P.S. Uh, I'm not going to have a roommate. So Cheers to living on my own for the first time, really ever. True. I did have a husband who was, my ex-husband was deployed for months at a time. So I did run a household on my own, but I've truly never lived in an apartment of only my own. I had a roommate in college. I moved in with a friend. I got married. And even when my husband was gone, you know, we still, it was technically our house. Moved in with another friend, moved in with another friend, rented from someone, got my own lease but had someone else move in as well. So I've never had my own place. So I'm really, really looking forward to, I think, just exploring myself during this time. And if she does decide to stay in Texas, like I, I said, still won't be getting a roommate. She needs to <laughs> she needs to move a little southwest and then make sure that her apartment has a second bedroom and a second bathroom so that her mother can come and live with her. I'll just get Lily a bigger crate. all right right, guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast hopefully you learned a little bit about us you enjoyed us just chit-chatting about life experiences how she met my dad and then you know how two years later the greatest gift to this world came along yes that's me (laughs) uh love you all tons if you have requests on what you would like me to talk about next i cannot guarantee i will get to it very soon but please let me know either comment on the podcast, send me a DM, send me an email for anyone who's wanting any information about coaching. Please email me at creativebalancefitness at gmail.com. That's creative spelled with a K. So it spells out KBF, creativebalancefitness.com. And I will get back to you on all things coaching. Thanks a lot, guys. And I will talk to y'all on the next podcast.